Creating content can be difficult enough on its own, but creating content that actually speaks to your ideal audience is a step even further. But that's what makes the biggest difference when it comes to building an engaged community and growing your audience. There is no point in posting just for the sake of posting. We want to make sure that the stuff that you're posting is stuff that your audience is going to enjoy and engage with, right? So how do we do that? In this episode, I'm going to walk you through exactly how I do it and give you eight different techniques for creating content that speaks directly to your audience. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Brand Your Passion, the show that helps you turn the thing you love the most into something that people know and love you for. I'm your host, Holly Arnett, the brand coach for creatives, and I'm on a mission to make the world a more creative place, one brand at a time. If you're ready to get more eyes on your work, more dollars in your pocket, and more creativity in your life, you're in the right place. Welcome, let's brand your passion. Before we jump into the episode, I want to tell you about the tool that I use to track and store all of my content ideas, and that is Notion. Notion is an all-in-one workspace that you can use to brainstorm ideas, keep your business information together, create your content calendar, and so much more. You can customize it to use however you need and look however you want. If you want to give it a try, check out my free brand experience audit template via the link in the description. And now, back to the episode. So, first things first, you need to know who your ideal audience are. And I have recorded a whole episode before about why you need to pinpoint your people, so I will link that in the show notes. But step number one is you need to do some research and have a think about who your ideal audience are, learn a little bit about them, think about who you want them to be and figure out not just who you think you should be targeting and who you should be talking to, but who you actually want to be talking to and the topics you want to be talking about, because that's how you're going to be able to create consistent and sustainable content, because it's going to be people you're excited to be talking to and stuff you're excited to be talking about, which is going to be way more sustainable than if you're talking to people you don't want to be talking to. or stuff you don't want to be talking about because then you're never going to want to create content, right? So step number one is deciding who your ideal audience are and learning a little bit about them and maybe talking to them about what they're into and what they are all about. And let's now dive into each of the steps and each of the different ways that you can create content that speaks directly to these people. Step number one I just mentioned very briefly and that is to interview your audience. This is the best way that I have found to speak directly to my audience. I interview my audience for a number of different reasons whether that's researching for offers that I'm creating or maybe I'm wanting to just learn about what different content I can create for you or if I'm trying to just learn more so that I can tweak an offer or I can update a sales page or I can change my branding. There are so many different reasons why it's useful to interview your audience but whatever reason you are doing it for there are things you can learn about along the way that can influence the content you can create right. 
So I was interviewing my audience because I was launching new services and I wanted to understand what my audience and my customers were struggling with and how I might be able to help them and whether the service that I was offering was going to be a good service for them or not or how I could pitch it and what they were looking for and all of that kind of thing. But what I did afterwards is I went back in and I had the transcript from the interviews and I went back through and I highlighted parts of the transcript that they talked about, things that they were struggling with, questions they had, things that were frustrating for them, things that they were confused about, things that were overwhelming, all of those different types of things were things that I can talk about as content, right? And these are things that my ideal audience, people who I would love to have as clients or I would love to have as customers or as people I would love reading my newsletter or listening to my podcast, for example, these people are struggling with these things or these are questions that they have. And so if I can answer those questions or solve those problems, I'm speaking directly to those people. So I literally highlighted those snippets of what they said word for word and copied and pasted them into Notion and have used those as titles, as starting places, as ideas for social media posts, podcast episodes, newsletters, so many different types of content pieces. So step number one is interviewing your audience. The second way that you can create content that speaks to your ideal audience is looking back at previous conversations. This doesn't have to be interviews, but it could be conversations you've had with clients or customers or your friends or family or in emails that you've had with people. Just looking back at any other conversations that you've had, go back through your emails, go back through your messages, go back through Zoom recordings, go back through any way that you have. (laughs) from conversations that you remember that you've had with people where you've talked about different topics and different things and have a look at what you've said and what you've talked about and again clip out those parts copy and paste those sentences those questions those comments and see what they said see what they were talking about see what they were complaining about or asking or wondering um, and what you could create content around that would speak to those things. The third way that you can do this is by including a question in your newsletter welcome email. If you have signed up to my newsletter, Moxie Musings, which you should do anyway, (laughs) uh, if you haven't already, then you may or may not have experienced this. When you sign up to my newsletter at the moment, it asks you, I think right now, it asks you what your biggest goal is with your brand right now. And a lot of people do this, right? They will ask you what you're struggling with right now or what your goal is or where you're at. Or they'll ask you some kind of question when you sign up to their email newsletter. And it does a multitude of different things, right? One, it is really good for deliverability. So that means that your email inbox says when you reply to somebody's email it says you want those emails in your inbox so that's really good for the people who are sending those emails it also means that the person sending those emails gets insight into what you're struggling with and what's going on and how they can help you and 
what their audience is working on right now and what their goals are and all of that stuff. It also starts conversations with their audience, right? I love that about this question in my newsletter welcome is that it starts conversations. I get to know people who are in my audience and we get to have some really nice um, chats and I get to learn about the people who are in my audience. So that's awesome. But yeah, the thing that it does is that I get to learn what goals people have for their brand right now and what's going on and where their business is at so that I can help them with those things. Sometimes I can help them immediately and I can provide them with some resources or some options or some thoughts or some advice. But I can also take those questions and those goals and those thoughts and those things about where they're at right now and I can pop those again into my list of ideas for content and think about how I could help them with that in my future content. So think about potentially adding that as a question in your newsletter welcome email. The fourth way that you can do this is by just asking on social media. As we know, social media is about being social and we want to be engaging with our audience on social media. So it can just be really useful to ask your audience either on your Instagram stories or as just a question if you're on like Twitter or any other text-based platform like Threads or Blue Sky or whatever. Just send a message, send a story and say, hey, I would love to know what you are struggling with right now or what's going on or what you're interested in or what topics you're learning right now or what are you interested in that I'm working on or what would you love to learn more about just ask your audience (laughs) what's going on and what's on their mind and what they want to know more about and talk to them and learn more and if they send you some information say thank you that's really helpful can you tell me more I'd love to know how I can help you with that. What specific questions do you have? Can I help you with this specific thing? Or is it this specific thing? Let me learn more about that so I can help you in the best way. Start those conversations, talk to your people and ask on social media. The next way that you can do this is connected to that, but not so direct, is that you can just see what people are asking or talking about on social media by doing a little searching. So you can look in your audience or your community on social media so just browse in your audience see what they're talking about or the people you follow see what they're talking about or asking you can also hop into some groups and see what people are talking about or asking or wondering or what they're venting about (laughs) there's lots of forums and groups and pages and stuff that are really useful if you just go have a look, see what topics people are talking about, see what questions come up regularly, see what are kind of the popular frustrations or struggles or complaints and that kind of thing (laughs) and see how you can help with those things by creating content around those topics. And that's how you know that that will speak directly to those people because it's obviously things that are top of mind, that are on their mind, that are things that these people really do struggle with. You can also just use Google to see what common search terms are searched on Google for related topics to what you do. So if I search branding on Google, obviously a lot of things will come up. But what's really useful is if you use the questions that pop up. So if I search branding, I'm going to do this right now (laughs) as I'm talking to you. So I search branding on Google 
There are four questions that pop up. What are the four steps of branding? What are the seven principles of branding? What does branding mean in business? What are the four characteristics of branding? So those are the top four questions people also ask. If I click one of those questions, more questions pop up. And if I keep doing that, more and more questions we're going to keep popping up. So you can just keep doing that. Keep pressing those questions. You will just see more and more questions pop up. How do you choose brand elements? What is a brand mantra? What are the six criteria for choosing a brand name? What are three important elements that are essential to good branding? So these are things that I'm seeing that people are searching for, that people want to know when it comes to branding, that are top of mind, that are popular things. I can get more and more specific if I search like branding for artists. I can find more specific questions. How important is branding for an artist? Do artists need a brand, right? So these are things that artists are searching. Should an artist have a logo? All of these types of things. So that's how you can use Google to see what different people are searching and what common search terms are coming up. And just keep going to get more and more questions to come up and learn more and more about what is being searched and what is being talked about. And you'll find a lot of different content ideas that will speak to your audience. This one, the Google one, is probably one of the most broad options. But if you, like I just did, type in your audience in there as well, it can be a little bit more specific. But just be aware that it can be quite broad. If, Like if I just typed in branding, that's obviously very broad. So just be aware of that with your search terms. You can then also use a couple of different tools to help you with this with this process. So a couple that I have used in the past, answerthepeople.com or also asked.com. Both of these tools are tools that will show you questions that people ask in relation to a topic. It's similar to the Google process that I just talked to you about, but it's a little bit more of a guided process. So when I put in branding, it shows me the top four questions that are searched for in relation to branding. And then from each of those four questions, it then shows me questions that branch off from that question. This is on also asked. And then answer the people does a similar thing too. And it shows you how they're all related. So that can be really useful. And it just gives you like a really wide variety of content ideas and shows you how they are all kind of connected so if you're looking for content pillar or a content theme it will give you a lot of different ideas around one specific topic so that's a really useful idea if you are getting kind of to the end of your ideas (laughs) on your own or you want to expand some of the ideas that you found on your own you can put some of those ideas into Answer the People or also Asked and use that to expand your ideas and help them go a little bit further. Or maybe just kind of make sure you haven't missed any ideas or kind of forgotten about any obvious ones that you could have missed. And last but not least is to check other places that your audience are spending their time 
and talking about things that aren't social media. So you can check places like online blogs, magazines, podcasts, newsletters, newspapers, forums, TV shows, movies, (laughs) lots of different places that your topic or your area of interest might be being discussed that isn't on social media. Obviously, social media and talking directly to your audience is a really great way to get directly to the source, but don't forget about these other research-based ways of learning about your topic or getting ideas or learning from other people too. There are a lot of different ways that you can do that and that you can hear from different people's stories and different people's experiences and what's going on and where they're at and what their struggles are and their opinions and all of the stuff that can be really insightful and really helpful for putting together content that is going to be helpful for them. Now let's talk about what to do next. When you have done any or all of these different ways of creating content ideas, you want to create a place to store these. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, I use Notion. So As I mentioned, you can check the link in the show notes to grab my link to check out Notion if you want to do that. But I just created a database and I, um, or I separate each of these ideas into six different categories. So as I copy and paste the idea in, I categorize it as either a problem, a frustration, a question, a desire, an idea or feedback. A problem is obviously a problem that somebody is having. A frustration is something that's annoying them or irritating them. A question is a question that they have, something that they are wondering or unsure about. A desire is something that they want or a dream that they have. An idea is something that they want from me. So say they're like, oh, I would love a video on this or It would solve my problem if you had this kind of calculator or whatever. And then feedback is feedback on something I already have that already exists. And then I also track where they came from so that I just know like where am I getting these ideas from, what's the most fruitful way of me to get these ideas, etc. That's usually social media, forums, interviews, or a newsletter reply. And then I create content that addresses that topic or question. So this podcast episode that we're doing right now was inspired by a note I took from an interview I did with a creative that I mentioned earlier, which was from, I was interviewing people about the program that I launched and someone mentioned what to create to attract the right people. So I was like, I'm going to share the process that I use to do just that. And that's where this podcast episode came from. So if that's you and you mentioned what to create to attract the right people, then I hope this episode helps you. (laughs) So I hope you can see that even doing just this just once will fill your content library with loads of ideas that are not only going to speak directly to your ideal audience, but also help you to keep your creative juices flowing. And then you can just keep topping up the sources and using those to fuel your ideas on a regular basis and know that everything you're creating is inspired by your ideal audience. So it's super exciting. It really does feel creative and 
it helps me feel like inspired and excited to create. So I hope it feels the same for you. Happy creating. As I mentioned, if you want to check out Notion as a tool for generating and creating and tracking your content ideas, you can click the link in the description. You also get my brand experience audit template for free. And you can get started with Notion today. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Brand Your Passion and choosing to spend time with me learning all about branding, business, and all things creativity. You can find more episodes just like this one at makerandmoxie.com forward slash podcast. If you like this one, you can tap that subscribe or follow button so that you're notified about each and every new episode. And if you've got a spare second, please leave a review on iTunes or wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast because I would absolutely 100% love to hear from you. If there were some helpful goodies in this episode for you, it would mean the world to me as well if you could screenshot that podcast player right now, hop on over to Instagram or Twitter and tag us at Maker and Moxie. By subscribing, reviewing and sharing, you're helping reach more creators just like you so that together we can make the world a more creative place, one brand at a time. We can't achieve this mission without you, so your support means the absolute world. I will talk to you in the next episode, but until then, keep creating.